and welcome to At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. I'm Lauren Keenan, interior stylist and the founder of Lauren Keenan Home, an interior design and styling studio in Sydney. And it's so great to be back with some new episodes of the show for you in 2020. And what a year it's been so far, which we're definitely going to get into in the show. My partner and my podcast producer, Scotty, is back too. Hey, Lauren, good to be back. And this show has always been about talking to interesting people and helping you to create a home that you love. Now, we've been doing it on and off now for nearly five years. Five years, my goodness. And we've brought you interviews with experts and enthusiasts. We've introduced you to people doing amazing things in retail, property and interior design. And we've answered your questions on interior design and styling in Lauren's Style School series. We have. That's some of our favourite episodes, aren't they? Yep. They're still being downloaded uh, every month, which is fantastic. A great resource there. And while coronavirus is, of course, changing the way that we live and work, we still want to keep producing a show that keeps that original promise to you, our listeners, to help you create a home that you love. Because look, the thing is, our homes will always be a haven. And we're going to help you think about how you can keep healthy and safe and adapt to new ways of living that make the most of your home for family life and for work. Sounds exciting. And there's plenty of great episodes ahead, which we're going to preview in this episode, our first for 2020. So first up, we just want to say that we're thinking of everyone that's been affected by coronavirus and the challenging economic conditions that we're now facing. A lot of people have sadly lost work, businesses have lost their income, and so many people are being forced to rely on government support for the first time in their lives. Yeah, which is really difficult. And of course, the health risk is still there too, especially uh, in other countries around the world. But here too in Australia, we're seeing it here again at the moment in Victoria. They're in the middle of another six-week lockdown, um, which is really awful. And it shows you know, just how easily it can quickly come back and, and get out of control. It, it has been scary and it certainly tested everyone's resolve. Um, It's been challenging for us and a lot of our family and friends. It's affected people's work, which um, you mentioned, and we've been lucky that we've been able to continue working mostly. Um, But even you've had some impact on, I guess, changing the way that you work. Well, I think when it all sort of kicked off, um, all started to get more serious here in Australia, I had cancellations of clients. Understandably, people weren't that keen on A, spending money or B, having someone in their home that wasn't normally part of their household. I had a collaboration that I had coming up with a homemaker centre here in Sydney that got cancelled or postponed, I should say. And that was probably the right thing to do at the time when we were seeing so many cases so quickly escalate. It was the right thing for the, for you and the right thing for the stores and for the, the people who shop there. Yeah, but as a business owner, it left me wondering you know, how I was going to keep going over the coming months and what my business is going to look like. And, and thankfully, it, it has been going well, I think, as people have been spending more time at home, which we're going to talk about. But it was touch and go there for a while. Yeah, and it's going to continue to ebb and flow. And uh, some people are impacted worse than others. As Lauren said, we're certainly thinking of you all. And we hope that there's some positivity coming again soon in the near future as our economies begin to open back up. And in this episode, it's all about adapting to new ways of doing things as we take you through some of the things that have changed in home, in our lives and in design in 2020 as a result of the pandemic. 
And we'll be previewing some of the great people we're talking to over the next few months on the podcast. Well, that'll be great. We're getting into that now. And, and first up, one of the things that has changed really for everybody um, in one way or another is that we're all spending more time at home. You know, working from home is now becoming part of the vernacular and it's a normal part of the way that we work now for so many professions. It sure is. And personally, I'm quite used to working from home. I either work from home or I'm out at shops or at people's houses. So working from home feels quite normal to me. But what hasn't been normal to me is sharing my work from home space with another person, which I have been with you for yep. the last four months. What, what's the report card you're giving me? You have a lot of phone calls and your voice, <laughs> your speaking voice on the phone is quite loud. Quite loud. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting. It's been challenging. It's also, you know, it's taken out my commute, which has been fantastic. Um, one positive to come out of it and, and spending more time at home and enjoying the time at home, enjoying each other's company and making the most of it is something that I've actually really enjoyed, even though it's come out of something that's been difficult and challenging. And I think just being grateful that we do both still have work, um, which a lot of people aren't in that lucky position. So, And that we've got a roof over our heads. Exactly. And being set up to work safely at home is really important too, and it's it's easy to overlook. So we're going to be tackling that in the uh, in upcoming episodes, right? We sure are. We're going to be speaking to a home office expert who's going to tell us about looking after your physical health when you're working from home. That's Chris Morton from Ethos Health. He's going to have some great tips for us there. I did have to go and see a physio um, a few weeks back. Now it wasn't a work from home injury. It was a it was a kitchen injury, believe it or not. I won't go into that. It wasn't a sharp knife. But she told me that as soon as the pandemic hit and people started working from home, they were seeing so many people for injuries that were caused by poor work from home setup. So I think Chris is going to give us some great insights into that. That sounds good. And I think it's interesting too, because a lot of people probably weren't anticipating how long they might be working from home for, for this extended period, or that um, working arrangements might be changed. And so Part of what we wanted to talk about today and we want to look at um, in future episodes is this idea of adapting to new ways of doing things and thinking, I guess, a little bit more with a a longer view, you know, Um, not everything is going to be the same and not everything is going to snap back to the way that it used to be. So what can we do to make sure that we are looking after ourselves, that we're staying healthy and safe? They're the sorts of things that we really want to to, to tackle and to touch on. And and Chris is um, going to be fantastic to talk to in a few weeks' time. And then we've also got a really inspirational story about a Sydney company that's changed its whole business model to save jobs and keep their people working during the pandemic. What's that called, Scotty? So Stage Kings. Um, They put together the staging and production for some of Australia's biggest festivals and events, you know, concerts for the likes of uh, Miley Cyrus and Robbie Williams. Um, They were doing the Australian Formula One Grand Prix uh, earlier this year. And when the COVID-19 restrictions were brought in by the National Cabinet and and the state governments uh, around the country, the F1 Grand Prix was one of the first major events to be cancelled. And here's what happened next. Within that week between uh, Friday the 13th, Friday the 20th, we had to make the plans and work out how we were going to get through if, with no income. Uh, we were always thinking of ideas and, and it was on the weekend after Friday the 20th that I was talking to a friend in Ireland. He gave me the idea that they were looking at doing some furniture and we perhaps should look at the same thing. And I sent Mick, uh, our head of production, a message and said, look, we need to make desks for for these whole industries of people that are going to be working from home now. And he jumped right on it. And within 24 hours, he'd come up with a couple of prototypes for a desk and a stand-up desk. 
uh, a very lucky coincidence is that Mick is a, an old design student and he's worked on, he's done furniture design in his spare time for many, many years and he's extraordinarily good at it. For us, it had to look great, go together very simply, that anyone could put it together. You don't need any degrees or, or Alan Keys and things like that. And it worked really, really well. So that's Jeremy from Stage Kings here in Sydney, a great business who are trying their hardest during this challenging time to keep people working and to create some beautiful and functional furniture for people's homes uh, while they're working from home. Now, the other thing that we've been doing more and more is cooking. Lots of time spent in the kitchen lately and just being a lot more thoughtful about our food and how we can waste less. And I do feel like I'm throwing less out now. I'm making more of an effort to use the ingredients that I've purchased because I don't want to go to the shops again. So really um, thinking about how I can make use of what's in the fridge and just some simple quality produce, um, making it last across multiple meals. So perfect time of the year for things like slow cookers, batching big recipes of a weekend. So you can just pull things out of the freezer as you need them. Um, So that's something that we're going to be talking about a lot more, aren't we? Absolutely. I've been um, making sauces, your salsa verdes and your pestos, beautiful things that can be used across multiple meals. You don't even need a recipe for that anymore. You've got it committed to memory, haven't you? It is. Now, um, baking is the other thing that lots of people have been tackling. It's been a major craze during the pandemic. And I don't know about you, Lauren, but my social feed has been rammed with people who've been attempting cakes and pastries. I feel like, who even are you if you're not baking sourdough? (laughs) Well, that's it. That's been the the big trend. But confession, we haven't yet. (laughs) Not yet. Our neighbour has. He has and and um, gifted us some lovely bread. Yeah, with the cultured butter, it was fantastic. Um, Really nice of him. And I think it's reflective of what lots of people are doing in their homes right now. We've got extra time. Um, We want to do something that's a bit challenging. Sourdough is something that people have um, really taken to taken to and in a few weeks time we've got Annika Manning from the Bake Club here in Sydney to give us the rundown on this really big trend. It is one of those very simple basic recipes of flour, water, salt but when you get into it it's quite a challenge and you can have so many varying types of results. And so I think that's part of the challenge. And I think for me, that's where I've seen so many people get involved with bread baking and sourdough because it's something that they hadn't tried before. It seemingly looks quite simple on the surface, but once you get into it, it's actually quite challenging, which is brilliant for what we have experienced and what we're still experiencing. But the other thing that it gives them is it kind of gives them this activity that they have to be mindful with because sourdough is one of those things that you have to be very conscious of what is going on with your dough, what the temperatures are, how it's reacting. And I think that's why so many people were attracted to it. I can't wait for everybody to hear more about Annika and her baking journey and what she's got to to teach people about the science of baking. It's quite fascinating. It, It is. And I don't know, like, I feel like I want to get into it. It seems quite challenging, but I've seen so many other people do it that it's probably worth having a crack at. Absolutely. I think we need to go and get ourselves some of that starter, wherever that is and however we get it. (laughs) (laughs) What else has been changing, Lauren? It's a year of change. What else are you seeing in the interior design world, in the the property and home world that's changing? I think the major thing that's been changing has just been the shopping experience. We are definitely shopping more online these days, much more than ever. 
I think everybody is getting to know their Australia Post delivery person. Um, oh, ours, Ken. Ken. Ours is called Ken. Um, we Ken, see him more than we see our family. Uh, we do, which is quite scary moment. actually because <laughs> I'm buying things not only for myself but also for clients that I have delivered here that I'm collating. So you're definitely shopping a lot more online. But also when we do go in store, things have really changed now. So hand sanitizer at the entry point, limited numbers. So we were in a store today, actually a bookshop in Surrey Hills in Sydney, and they actually had a little rope across the front of the store that they put up when there was a, you know, their limit had been reached. Yeah, I didn't realise it until we were in there. We were looking around at some books, went to leave, and um, I nearly walked through the, the, the roped-off barrier, and I realised that that was what they were doing. And I guess it's one of those things that I'm still trying to adapt to. Yeah, and look, it's even temperature checks in some shops, and... It's good that people are taking it seriously and that they're trying to keep their their patrons safe and their staff safe. And it's just one of the things that we have to do now if we want to go shopping face-to-face in a bricks-and-mortar store. Um, So it has taken, look, some of the fun out of window shopping, but I also feel that now we're shopping with a lot more intention when we visit a physical store. We're making lists and we're thinking about the things that we really need rather than just mindlessly buying things that we maybe don't need. And look, I don't know if it's just me or are people actually being nicer to each other in stores at the moment? I'm trying. Um, I think it's important because the people that work in our stores, they're the frontline workers and um, professionals and, you know, trades and people who, you know, don't work in those sort of frontline type jobs. We rely on them for access. You know, when you think about supermarkets are probably the, the main staple and, and the ones I'm thinking of most. But also in, in any retail scenario, um, you know, through all of this in most of Australia, most stores have been able to continue to operate and to stay open. At times, people haven't chosen to go shopping for their own health and safety. Those staff have still been there trying to make a dollar, trying to provide a service. And it's something that, um, you know, where we can support them, we should and we should really thank them for the work that they're doing. Well, I think, look, you know, times have changed quite quickly. So when when the pandemic first hit and people were panic buying and there was those terrible few weeks of the toilet paper hoarding and yeah, some retail gosh. staff were being abused on a daily, hourly basis by customers who couldn't get what they wanted. And I, I really do think we've maybe moved past that from what I've seen and, and we're being nicer to each other, which I is really so. nice. Yep, I think we have. Shopping's become a privilege and I, I think we're enjoying that. Yeah, and we should remember that. It is um, it is a privilege and it's great to still be able to do it. And uh, my thanks and yours to everybody that's working in a retail store and Absolutely. delivering that service because we, we, we all appreciate it. So during this series, um, I'm going to be sharing some great tips for you on how to shop for your home online. And it is nice to get out to the shops, but I'll be telling you how you can make the most of buying furniture and decor online. Things like how to make sure you're choosing the right size furniture or how to pick the right color when you're not actually there to see it in person. There's lots of great add-on services that retailers are offering now to make those decisions easier. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, we've got coming up in a few weeks, a chat with the CEO of Tint Paint. And they're a new Australian business that's very much online. Very exciting business model, actually. People are really going to flip out over this, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it is another way to help you shop for your home online and we can't wait for you to hear more about it. And another thing that I've noticed is that people have been really getting into updating their homes. Oh yeah, DIY season is is now, like lockdown equals DIY. 
And the only, well, one of the sad things is you can't get a sausage sizzle at Bunnings anymore though. But um, nevertheless, those kinds of stores are doing a roaring trade. Absolutely. Um, hardware stores, furniture stores, they've been doing great business over the past few months as we've all been taking the time to get those DIY projects done. Now, you've been working with more clients um, during this lockdown period. Uh, who've been spending more time at home and, you know, they realise, I think, that they want to make the most of it. What, what have you been seeing? What have your clients been saying to you? Well, as you said, people are spending a lot more time at home and I think that gives you an opportunity to look at the things you might like to change, look at the things you love about your home, the things you don't love so much and you want to update. I've actually had a couple of clients who've had overseas holidays cancelled this year. So they've actually decided to divert those funds and, and actually do something at home to to improve um, furniture or paint, um, accessories like artworks, even outdoor spaces as well, leading into spring in a couple of months. So people are really getting into it and they're just after some advice on, on where to shop and how to shop at the moment, given that they maybe don't want to be spending that much time wandering throughout um, homemaker centres and things like that. As well as having the extra funds if, for example, holidays are being cancelled, People have extra time, right? Because mm. we're not commuting, we're not, you know, things have been loosened up a little bit, but, you know, there was a period there where people weren't able to socialise. Yeah. So we were at home and we were maybe thinking about jobs that we've been putting off and having this extra time and, and putting the two together and really um, looking to tackle some of those big projects. And look, I work with a lot of couples and young families and, and quite often they're very time poor and they don't actually even have the time to sit down and have the discussion about what they want to do with their home. So now that they've had that time, it's, it's given them that opportunity as a family to discuss, well, okay, how do we want to use that room? What improvements are we going to make? How do we want it to look? Who can we get to help with that? And it must be really nice being able to work with clients on something like that at a time like this to find something positive? It is because it's, it's a great, it's a fun thing to do to help people with. It's, you know, you're going to be spending. Chore, right? It's not a chore. I mean, it's my Shouldn't job, be. but they get to enjoy the, the fruits of my labor, so to speak. Um, and it's the gift that keeps on giving because if you're spending lots of time at home, you're just constantly getting to enjoy this new space that, that you've created along with me. And talking to you about what's happening with your clients and reading about what's happening in the market, I think. A lot of people are deciding to stay in the home that they're in and to renovate rather than necessarily take on the financial or otherwise risk of sort of buying another property and moving. Well, sometimes it's better the devil you know, right? So if you, if you know what you're up for, you know what budget you have and how much you'd like to spend on a renovation or just a, a makeover for a series of rooms in the house, that's a lot less scary than, than going out and trying to buy a new house and sell your house. Um, people are willing to, I think, hang tight where they are and make the most of it and make it a space that they really love. Especially while they might have equity in their homes already. It might That's be right. sixty dollars or $75,000 to renovate rather than um, upgrading the property that they would like to get to yeah. and, and take on an extra you know, $250,000, $300,000 debt or more to get the same result or a similar result. So that is an option that I think people are very much looking at. And, and we can see how things can change quite quickly. I mean, auctions have been banned in Melbourne again as part of this current six-week lockdown that they've just entered into. So auctions are now virtual. In other capital cities, things are happening um, as normal at the moment with physical distancing and hygiene rules. But, you know, it's, it's changeable. We need, to, we need to understand that and I think that's sort of keeping a lot of people at home too. Yeah, definitely. So buying real estate and investing is this other area that has seen a lot of change um, over the course of 2020 as a result of the pandemic. There is still a fair bit of uncertainty in the market at the moment. Properties are still being bought and sold um, and um, auction clearance rates 
have risen through 2020 and remain, you know, uh, reasonably stable and values appear to be holding for now, particularly houses. Uh, the value of, of, of apartments in the big cities are looking less stable and are falling a little. And there are predictions, some really big, some not so big about property values over the next sort of 12 to 18 months falling. But I think you've got to do your reading. You've got to take advice from experts um, uh, and, and financial advice And read widely too, because just one person's opinion doesn't necessarily mean it's the correct That's right. And, and people, yeah, exactly right, have different, different reasons for saying different things. So reading widely is a really great idea. In relation to to renting and investment properties, I think things are a little bit different. Rents are definitely down in capitals at the moment, especially in inner city areas where there's a lot of professionals living. They oh, and there's appear- high vacancies. There's so many apartments available. So for vacancy rent. rates have risen, especially in uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and the ACT. Uh, interestingly, um, in Brisbane, in the Northern Territory, Western Australia, South Australia, and Tasmania, um, the vacancy rate has fallen. So there are fewer properties uh, on the market. Market at the moment, but I think um, Sydney, Melbourne in particular, are more exposed to things like international students that um, visit here and live here for sort of term periods. A lot of those um, renters are not currently in the market because they went home when the pandemic commenced and have not yet come back. But you know, we may see international students coming back into the market at some stage uh, later in the year. But we're going to get some great advice in a few weeks' time on the real estate market when we chat to Erkin Urson from Ray White. And we're also going to catch up with our old mate Stephen Lem. Yes, from Mortgage Choice. And he's going to talk to us a bit about what's happening in the lending market and whether the economic impacts of coronavirus are making it harder or easier to get finance for property if you do want to make a move. So that's just some of the things that have changed in 2020. But the thing that's not going to change is we're going to keep bringing you some really exciting and positive podcast episodes about all things to do with life, lifestyle, your home, design, some nice things for you to have as a little distraction while you're going through this period of change. Yeah. And with some of our friends, some useful information that'll help get you through it. So we're looking forward to doing that over the coming weeks and months. Episodes will drop every couple of weeks. In the meantime, you can find out more about Lauren's interior design and styling work at her website, laurenkeenan.com.au, or just search Lauren Keenan Home. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for my newsletter? It's called The Lovely List for a monthly rundown on store openings, furniture, and cool products that are new to the market, and some of my favourite things from books and podcasts to interiors and architecture that inspires me. What's uh, You've read a couple of new books lately, the last couple of months in lockdown. Any that you'd recommend? I have. I've just finished one called The Dutch House, which um, I read at the same time as a couple of girlfriends of mine, which was a really fun thing to do. So we had a little chat about it along the way. I've also done the same sort of thing with my mum. I've been buying them and then I've been passing them on to her. Lucky her. So I read one called um, Where the Crawdads Sing. And for me, that's... What's it called? Where the Crawdads Sing. C-R-A-W? Yes. Crawdads Sing. I think it's a bird. It's probably my book of 2020 so far. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, fantastic. Well, a couple of good recommendations there. Uh, And if you sign up to the lovely list, you'll get those in your inbox, uh, those recommendations uh, every month. Now, if you do like what you hear, click subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can rate and review the show wherever you listen. If it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it helps us and it helps other people find the show as well. Now, if you've got an idea or a topic 
that you want us to cover on the show or if you've got a question about anything interior design or styling that you'd like Lauren to answer here on the podcast, just send her an email and we'll get it on the show. Lauren at laurenkeenan.com.au is her email address. We've actually got a back catalogue of over 40 episodes now. Can you believe it? Yeah. Our Style School series is still proving really popular, as we were saying before, with so many people still wanting to find out about all different types of interior design. So you did uh, Hamptons. Industrial. Mid-century modern. Scandinavian. And and modern modern country. country. (laughs) (laughs) So some great shows there. Um, Go back and have a listen before we get stuck into this new series with episodes every two weeks. We are back next week with our first sort of full episode and then episodes will drop again every two weeks after that for as long as we can keep going. (laughs) So coming up on the next episode, we take you through our lessons in lockdown and we give you five things to think about to help you create a home that you love even during a pandemic that's it for today's episode we'll catch you next time on at home with lauren keenan